Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalam Ala abdillahi wa rasulih Nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in So let's start inshallah by getting the girls uh, The connection working for the girls Because it's not wasn't working a second ago Okay, that working? Yes, we can hear you Or at least I can hear you Okay, so we finished our discussion last week talking about Yom Al-Qiyamah, the day when everyone will be raised up again after they, after they die. And there was one thing I missed out though. I told you about all the prophets who go from one prophet to another, but I missed out one prophet. Does anyone know which prophet I missed out? And if you know, then why did you not tell me when I was telling you? <laughs> Which prophet did I miss out? I missed out a prophet. Yes, Muhammad. Sorry? No, it wasn't Prophet Saleh. I missed out Prophet Nuh. Did I not miss out Prophet Nuh? I think I missed out Prophet Nuh. I mentioned Adam and then I went straight to Ibrahim and I missed out. I missed out Nuh, I think. So, I missed out Nuh. When the people go to Nuh, and they say you're the first person that Allah sent with a message to mankind. Don't you see what we are, what's happening to us? Don't you see what we're in? And Nuh will remember one of the things that he did. He will remember his dua that he made against his people. And then he will say, nafsi, nafsi, myself, myself. And then he will say, go to Ibrahim. So the story continues like that. I missed out Nuh in the story. Okay, so we are talking after that. We were talking about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And we were talking about his intercession. When he will ask Allah... For what will he ask Allah for? Who can remind me? What will he ask Allah for? Okay. Let's see. Yes. For the day of judgment to start. For the judgment to start. Because at that time, everyone came out of their graves and they're all suffering and there's all these things are happening. But nobody started being judged. Nobody started being asked about what they had done. Is the Prophet wasallam the only one who will ask Allah for things? No. There are other examples. We're going to come to them over the course of the day, inshallah. Uh, the angels, the believers, and other people who will ask Allah for things. But we have to remember something very important. That... If you, or if someone asks Allah for something, they can only ask Allah if Allah gave his permission for that. Nobody can intercede with Allah except with his permission, which means that no one can ask Allah for something without Allah's permission. So a person would say, well, it's okay because... Let's say my mom and dad will make dua for me. It's okay because... The Prophet ﷺ will make dua for me. It's okay because the angels will make dua for me. But it's not okay because Allah doesn't give permission for everyone. 
Does that make sense? Allah doesn't allow it for everybody. So unless Allah allows them to make dua for you, they won't be able to make dua for you. They won't be able to. So you shouldn't feel like it doesn't matter or someone else will get me out of my problem. What did Allah say about that day? يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ وَأُمِّهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِي لِكُلِّ امْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ شَأْنٌ يُغْنِي Allah said, on that day, a person will run away from their brother. Some of you here are brothers. You're sitting with your brothers, some of you. They'll run away from their brother. They'll run away from, from their brother. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ they run away from their brother. وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ And they run away from their mom and dad. Why do you think somebody would run away from their mom and dad on the Day of Judgment? Is that working now? Yeah, sorry, it was disabled somehow. Why do you think someone would run away from their mom and dad on the Day of Judgment? Yes, Muhammad. Why would they be scared of their mom and dad? If you're scared, you run to your mom and dad usually. Why would you run away from them? Okay, but why, but why would anyway, like Allah said, like everyone is running away from their mom and dad, why? Girls, what do you think? They might have done something bad, okay. No, they haven't done anything bad. No, they don't want to. They don't want to spare their parents or look after their parents. Okay, go on. They're only scared for themselves. Mashallah, excellent answer. They're only thinking about themselves. They don't care about other. They don't even care about their mom and dad. They're so scared on that day. They can only think of themselves. They're so scared on that day, they can only think about themselves. They can't think about anything else. And they're scared that their mom or dad might take some of their good deeds away. They're scared. How could anybody take anyone's good deeds away on the Day of Judgment? Yes, Yusuf. So if, so if they did something bad to somebody, how does it get made up even? So they will take, they will lose their own good deeds and their good deeds go to the other person and the other person's bad deeds go to, to them. So for example, if you did something bad to somebody, even if it's your brother or even if it's your mom or dad, it could be that your good deeds go to them and their bad deeds go to you. And that would be a terrible thing to happen. So that's something to think about. Okay, very good. Uh, so a person runs away from their children. The parents also run away from their children. And they, the husband runs away from his wife and the wife runs away from her husband because she doesn't want him to take any of her good deeds and all of them are just thinking about themselves. Every one of them is just thinking about themselves on that day. Every one of them on that day is only thinking about themselves. Let me see if I can just...
Okay. On the day of judgment, the Prophet ﷺ makes dua and Allah accepts his dua and the day of judgment begins. What does that mean? So first of all, every single person is going to get asked about what they did. They're going to get asked about what they did in different, or in different situations. So the first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the scrolls and the books. So everyone is going to see a record of what they did in their life. Everything you did in your life, you'll see it. How? Allah said, مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا What's the matter with this book that everything that is small and everything that is big is inside of it? And the person will see everything that they did. So this book that mentions everything that you've done, you get it in one of two hands. Which hand is which, girls? Right is good and left is bad, okay. Can you give me evidence for it? Surah in Shikhaq, okay. Okay, إِذَا السَّمَاءُ شَقَّتْ وَأَذِنَتْ لِرَبِّهَا وَحُقَّتْ وَإِذَا الْأَرْضُ مُدَّتْ وَأَلْقَتْ مَا فِيهَا وَتَخَلَّتْ وَأَذِنَتْ لِرَبِّهَا وَحُقَّتْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانُ إِنَّكَ كَادِحٌ إِلَى رَبِّكَ كَادِحًا فَمُلَاقِي فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يُحَاسَبُ حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا وَيَنْقَلِبُ إِلَى أَهْلِهِ مَسْرُورًا وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ وَرَاءَ ظَهْرِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَدْعُو ثُبُورًا وَيَصْلَى سَعِيرًا Until the end of the ayat. Whoever is given their book in their right hand, they're going to have an easy account, an easy judgment. And they're going to go back to their family happy. And whoever's given their book in their left hand, they're going to cry out and they're going to wish that they were destroyed. They're going to wish that they were destroyed. Uh, how does Allah describe it in Surah uh, Al-Haqqah? Allah describes it as well. How does Allah describe it? The person will say, the person who gets, he will say, Ya laytani lam uta kitabiya wa lam adri ma hisabiya ya laytaha kanat al-qadiya ma aghna anni maliya halaka anni sultaniya the person will say how I wish I never saw this book. I wish I never ever saw this book ever. And I wish I didn't know what my result was, my test was. When I got my test, I wish I never knew what happened. I wish that I would just die and not live anymore. All of my money didn't help me. And all of the power I had, it didn't benefit me. Then Allah will say, Take him and chain him up. Then put him into the fire. 
because the person took the book with their left hand. The person who took the book with their right hand, he'll be in a different situation. What's he going to say? He's going to say, He's going to say, come and read my book. He's going to want everyone to see his book. Come on, everybody, come and look at my book. Like if you did well on a test and you want to show everybody, look at my grades. Come and read my book. I knew that I was going to meet this day. So what made the person who got the book in their right hand happy? Why did they get happy for? What, what did they do in this life that made them happy? Girls, first. Then I'm going to continue. I'm going to ask you. They're happy because they passed the test. Okay, but what did they do in this life? Okay, so they did good deeds like being good to their mom and dad. Very good. Yes, Muhammad. They worshipped Allah. But what did they say? They prepared for it. They knew that they were going to have a day where this book was going to come. Right now, your book is being filled. Right now. The angels are writing what's going to go in your book. Every day, the angels are writing. One angel on your right hand side and one angel on your left hand side. And they're writing down what you do. Kiram and katibin ya'lamuna ma taf'alun. They are good angels. Both of them. The one on the right and the one on the left. They are good. And they are writing down and they know what you're doing. So whenever you're good, the angel on your right hand side writes down the good thing that you did. And whenever you're bad, the angel on your left hand side writes down the bad thing you did. So if you know that your book is being written now, why don't you think about what am I putting in my book? I knew I was good, that day was going to come. That person is going to have a happy life in a high place in paradise. Because he knew that that day was going to come or she knew that day was going to come and she thought about what is going in the book or he thought about what is going in his book. So Allah makes it easy for that person. So now I want to know a question. How does Allah make it easy? Because Allah said, uh, for the girls, just check you've got the right, uh, or I think you have the wrong connection, that's why. Are you checked you're on the right connection? For the girls. We'll try it. Anyway. Oh, okay, no problem. How does Allah make it easy for the person? Allah said, That person is going to have an easy time, easy account, easy judgment. How does Allah make their judgment easy? This is a tough question. How does Allah make it easy? There's something Allah does to make it easy for them. Okay, same two people. Go on. Forgiveness. Sorry? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Okay, I like that. That's good, but it's not the answer. Quite. 
Sorry, girls, you said? Because Allah can do everything. Allah can do everything, no doubt. But what, does, what is it that Allah does to that person to make it easy? Okay, good try. He takes away the bad deeds. That's true. That's true. Allah takes away the bad deeds. Ah, this is what this is this is the right answer. The girl's got the right answer. He makes it quick. He doesn't show them every last thing. He doesn't show them every last moment and every last thing. They see generally what they did, and Allah forgives them, and Allah replaces their good deeds with their bad deeds with good deeds. And they go to Jannah. But they don't get to go into every minute. Like, why were you not looking at the teacher when he was given the class? And then the second second, why were you still not looking at the teacher? And then the third, why were you still... Not every last detail, but they see overall what they've done. What about the person who sees every single detail? What's going to happen to that person who sees everything? They'll go to hell. The Prophet ﷺ said this. He said, He said, whoever goes into the, gets the details of what they did, they're going to be destroyed. Because if you look at most of the time we spend in our life, most of the time we, we waste, right? We do wrong things and everything. And if you get asked about every single moment, every single second, you get destroyed. But there are things Allah will ask you about. Does anyone know some of the things that Allah will definitely ask a person about? Okay. So the girl, the girl said, what are the good deeds that you did? But I want the... I want specifics. Okay, what you did to others. The girl said what you did to other people. That's true. Okay. Noor. Uh, about your prayers. About your prayers. Definitely. The prayers are the first thing that will be asked about Yom Qiyamah. You'll be asked about your prayers. Uh, your belief, okay, girls said belief, that's true. Yes, Zach. Your worship, that's true. Yes, uh, Abdurrahman. Okay, your reading of the Quran. Okay, good. Muhammad. Your fasting, okay, good. Yusuf. Your religion, okay, good. Yeah, okay, no problem. Yes, Mubin, last one. Your honesty, okay, good. So the first thing you're going to be asked about is your belief, generally. Yeah, because if you were a Muslim, so there's a chance you could be forgiven for the bad things you did, right? Does that make sense? Like if you're a Muslim, there's a chance you can be forgiven for the bad things that you did. But if you were not a Muslim to begin with, will you be forgiven? No, you won't be forgiven even if you did good things in, like, to other people or, or what have you. You're going to be asked about what you did in this world. Allah said, فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَسْأَلَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ 
we're definitely going to ask every single one of them what they used to do. We're going to be asked about the good things Allah gave us. We didn't mention that yet. We're going to be asked about the good things that Allah gave us. You're going to be asked about the good things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you. You're going to be asked about the promises you made. Allah said, وَكَانَ عَهْدُ اللَّهِ مَسْؤُولًا And Allah said, وَأَوْفُوا بِالْعَهْدِ إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولًا Allah is definitely going to ask you about your promises and your agreements you made. You're going to be asked about everything you looked at and everything you heard and everything that you... Any, you, your actions you did with your heart The actions you did with your heart Allah said وَلَا تَخْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِنْ إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا Every single person Is going to Ask you Or every single person is going to be asked About what they saw And what they heard And they're going to be asked about what they knew They're going to be asked about what they knew A person is going to be asked about their knowledge And what they did with it A person is going to be asked about How they spent their time What they did with their time And how they spent it They're going to be asked how they spent their time the first question that you will be asked about on the day of judgment from the acts of worship is your prayer. Did you pray properly? Did you pray on time? If the prayer is accepted, the rest of your deeds will be accepted. If the prayer is not accepted, nothing you did will be accepted. You're going to be asked about people who killed each other will be asked. The first thing that will be asked about Yawm Al-Qiyamah is a dima people who killed each other. And like you said, the oppressions, people who oppressed each other and people who, people who hurt each other. Very good. Sometimes there are things you did that are wrong and Allah kept them hidden from people. Nobody knows about it except Allah. The things you did that are wrong, and nobody knows about it except Allah. What do you think happens to those things, Yawm Al-Qiyamah? If a person's a Muslim, a good Muslim, they stay hidden. So in some of the hadith it's mentioned that Allah speaks to the person by themselves on their own. And Allah says to them, didn't you do this and this? Didn't you do this and this? And the person is sure they're going to go to the hellfire. They feel they're going to go to the hellfire. And Allah says, like I kept it hidden for you in this world, in the worldly life, in your life, I kept it hidden. So I'm going to forgive it for you today. What does that tell us about keeping things hidden? Girls.
yeah? You should not tell people the bad things you do. And you should not tell other people's bad things. Yes, if you need to tell someone to get help for something, that's a different situation. But you should try to keep things that are hidden, hidden. Don't tell people the bad things that, that nobody knows about except Allah. Because some people, they do bad things, then they love to tell their friends about it and they love to tell their, you know, everybody about it. Don't tell people the bad things that you do and don't tell about other things, bad things other people do unless you need to do it. What do I mean you need to do it? For example, it's a situation where if you don't tell someone, that person could get hurt or that person could hurt other people. So you have to tell somebody. But if you can keep it hidden, keep it hidden. Because things that are hidden, Allah forgives them. Yawm al-Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives them. Okay. One of the other ways that the judgment will take place as well is with the scales. With the scales. فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُ The person whose scales become heavy the person whose scales become become uh, heavy that person the scales are going to be in three situations right so first of all what's going to go on the scales what's going to get weighed on the scales that's the first question good deeds and bad deeds okay that's one what else could be weighed on the scales so it could be your, your deeds are put on the scales and weighed, like your actual deeds are, are weighed on the scales. What else could be weighed? La ilaha illallah, very good. Very good. Your actions, your deeds, la ilaha illallah, good. There's a man, there's a story of a man who will come on the day of, ju of judgment and he has 99 scrolls, 99 records, as far as the eye can see, and they're full of bad deeds. Okay, you with me so far? 99, you know what a scroll is, like a rolled up paper, yeah? And the paper, when, you, when they roll it out, it goes further than your eye can see. You can't see the end of the paper. And there's 99 of those rolls of paper, and each one is so long it's as far as the eye can see and it's only filled with the bad things he did and Allah says to him Allah says to him did you get oppressed in anything is there any did I did I do something wrong to you he will say no you didn't this is what I did these these things all of this this is true this is what I did and Allah will say to him did you have any good deeds he will say, I don't have anything. And Allah will say, look again. So he will bring out a bitaqa, like a small, like a, a card, a small, a small card or a small piece of paper. And the only thing written on that piece of paper is la ilaha illallah. So they take the 99 scrolls they take the 99 scrolls and they put it on the side of the bad deeds. It's heavy. 99 scrolls as far as the eye can see. And on the other side, 
Just a small piece of paper with La ilaha illallah. That's it. A small card with La ilaha illallah. Just like that. Which one is heavier? Go on, Yusuf, since you answered the question. La ilaha illallah. It's heavier than all of those other things. And the person goes to Jannah. So what else might be weighed? Your deeds might be weighed. Or what else might be weighed? Girls, what did we mention in this story? What is weighed? The scrolls. No, no, in some of the hadith it's mentioned the deeds themselves will be weighed. Like the actual thing you did will be actually put on the scales and weighed. And in some of them the scrolls will be weighed. And in some of the narrations the person will be weighed. Or part of the person will be weighed. Okay, one of three things happens. Either your good side is heavy, or your good side is light, or your good side and bad side are equal. So, what happens if your good side is heavy and you have to bring me the ayah as a proof? You know the ayah. إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَى لَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ يَصْطُرُ النَّاسُ أَشْتَاتًا لِيُرَوْا أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى If you do even the smallest amount of good you'll see it Smallest amount of bad you'll see it's not the I am thinking of Which is the I am thinking of? There's another I am thinking of. Go on, Muhammad. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. That's, that was one thing I'm, th I'm thinking about a different eye, about the scales. Okay, who can tell me what happens if your scale, good side, is heavy? Girl said Jannah. What do you say? Jannah. Okay, so you get to be... From the people of Jannah. Okay. And what about if your good scales are too light? Yeah, then you Jahannam. But if you're, a, if you're a Muslim, you will not go to Jahannam forever. Okay, that's really important. If you're a Muslim, you will not go to Jahannam forever. You could go to Jahannam, Billah. you could go to Jahannam for a time, but you will not go forever. What about the people whose good deeds and bad deeds are equal? Where did they go? The girl said up to Allah, but that's not the full story. Yes, uh, Ahmed. Jannah, still not the full story. Yusuf. No, no, no. No, no, they go to a place. There's a surah named after it. There's a surah. Is the answer from Telegram or are you answering yourself? Okay, no answer from Telegram. Okay. Adults are not allowed to answer in my class. Um, it's about like um, how bad the bad deeds are. They're all both the same, you're right, but they're both exactly the same. Bad deeds, good deeds, dead on the same. Yes, Muhammad. Not. <laughs> yeah. It depends on Allah. It's true, but there's a, we, Allah told us what will happen to them. 
They will go to a place called Al-A'raf. They will go to a place called Al-A'raf. Between Jannah and Jahannam. Will they live there? No. They will stay there until something will happen. They will look at the people of Jannah and they will want to be there. And they will look at the people of the fire and they will wish that they don't go there. And then finally, Allah will allow them into Jannah. And in some of the narrations, it's mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ will intercede for them, will ask Allah for them to enter them into, to go to Jannah. Yeah, this is only, this is what we're talking about, the Muslim. The people who go to Jannah, they have to be Muslim. As for the person, this is an interesting question. The person who is a non-Muslim, do they have any good deeds? Who said no? Who said no? Someone said no. I want to I know who said no. It's okay. You, you are right. I want to know. Good. If you put your hand up next time, it would be amazing. But why did you say no? Can't they be kind? Can't they give food to the poor? Couldn't they give charity? Girls got it right. Yes, Mobin. Okay, they didn't pray, but they could have, I mean, they might have like, maybe they didn't pray, but they were, maybe they were a good neighbor, they were kind to people. Anyway, I mean, I'm saying, could they not have done something good? Could it not be one day that they gave a charity to somebody, or one day that they smiled at somebody in the street, or they must have some good deeds. Yes. They failed the whole test, so what happened to their good deeds? Allah made them all into dust. They had good things, they did good things. Allah destroyed everything good they did. So they have nothing on their good side at all. They can't be equal between good and bad because they have absolutely zero on their good side. Because everything good they did, where did Allah give them the reward for it? Allah gave them, Allah is merciful, Allah gave them full reward in this world. So everything good they had in this world, because of the good they did, they did good things, and Allah gave them in this world. But on the day of, on the day of judgment, Allah doesn't count any single thing that they did. Zero. Okay, we talked about the scales. Uh, I was thinking about Surah Al-Qari'ah. Al-Qari'ah, Mal-Qari'ah, wa ma adaraka Mal-Qari'ah. Who's going to finish the surah for me? If you're going to finish the surah, you have to know the surah. Finish it nicely. Yawma yakunu nasu Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Wa takunu. Kal-ihni al-manfush, okay. Okay. So the person whose scales are heavy, they're going to have a happy life. And the person whose scales are light, they are going to go to Jahannam. Very good.
Okay, now we talked about the scales. Now we talked about the scales and the scales getting weighed and the deeds getting weighed. We're now going to talk about the sirat. We're going to talk about the, the sirat. The sirat is a path over Jahannam. Every single person has to cross it. Everybody. Everyone. There's no exception. Nobody gets away. There's no way you can not cross it. This path is not an easy path to cross. In some of the narrations it's mentioned, it is as thin as a hair. A strand of hair. And as sharp as a razor blade. And it's slippy. And on the side of it, there are hooks that catch you and throw you into Jahannam. Can you imagine that everybody has to cross it? The prophets, they will stand on the side and they will say, Rabbi Sallim Sallim. Allah, make them safe, make them safe. Many people who thought that they could get across, they will be grabbed by the hook and the hook will pull them into Jahannam. People will slip, people will fall. So people will go across at different speeds. Some people will go across like lightning. Some people will go across like the wind, like a fast wind. Some people will go across like they are traveling on a, like a galloping on a horse. Some people will go across like they are running. Some people will go across walking. Some people will crawl. The last person will crawl across very, very slowly. And he will say, my Lord, why did you make me slow? Why did you slow me down? And Allah will say, I didn't slow you down. But what you did slowed you down. What you did in your life made you slow. So some people will go across like the blink of an eye. Or like, they will go across like lightning, like very fast. Some people will go across like running. Some people will go across like walking. But it's extremely difficult to cross. Everyone has to cross it. وَإِن مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا وَارِدُهَا كَانَ عَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ حَتْمًا مَقْضِيًّا Every single one of you will cross it and it is a guarantee from Allah. Yet the prophets, they cross and they, they, uh, they will stand and they will ask Allah to save the people. And it's completely dark. It's completely dark except for what? Where, is the, where would a, a Muslim get the light from? Where would a Muslim get their light from? Danny, what do you think? From Jannah. From Jannah, okay. Good try. Zach, what do you think? Allah. From Allah. Okay, definitely Allah will give them the light. Okay? So, their light will come from the good deeds that they did in this world and their iman. Allah describes it from their iman Allah will give them a light The munafiq who is the person who You can move separately from Danny please 
Yusuf. The munafiq, which is the person who pretended to be Muslim but wasn't Muslim. What are they going to do when the Muslims have a light? Everyone, all the, the Muslims have a light, they can see. They'll ask for it, they'll ask for it. They'll ask for it. They'll say to them, okay, you know, we were with you, we we're one of you, we were Muslim like you, so can we have some of your light? And will be said to them, Go behind where you are now. You're going to find some light back there. Go and look for some light back there. And when they go there, they will be separated from the believers. So they won't have any, they won't have any light. Those people who pretended, those people who pretended to be Muslim, but they were not Muslim. Okay. When the Muslims cross the Sirat successfully, correctly, and they cross it by Allah's grace, they will come to a place called the Qantara. And the Qantara, it is a raised up place, like a high place. What do you think might happen there? Does anyone know what happens there? Before Jannah. No, because this time if they cross the Sirat, they're going to Jannah. But there's still one thing left. Sort of, nearly, but not, not, that's not the real reason for it. Yes. Did the girls have an idea? Okay. The, the answer is that this is the place where things will be made right between the believers. So Muslims who hurt other Muslims, people from Jannah hurt other people from Jannah or did something wrong to someone else. And they're both from Jannah. So it has to be sorted out in that place. And that's where we talk about the levels of Jannah and who uh, is given a high level of Jannah for forgiving somebody else. For what they did. Okay. Okay. Good. Yes, Yusuf. Yes, but that shows you that that might delay you going to Jannah if you have the more issues, the more bad things you did to other people, that could delay you going to Jannah. That could delay you going to Jannah. Will there be some people who will go to Jannah without any punishment at all? In other words, they will go from the first time when they're raised all the way to Jannah without anything bad happening to them at all. There will be some people like that. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned 70,000 people who will enter Jannah بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ وَلَا عَذَابٍ Without having the detailed account and without any punishment happening to them. 
without any punishment happening to them. And then he said about them, هُمُ الَّذِينَ لَا يَسْتَرْقُونَ وَلَا يَتَطَيَّرُونَ وَلَا يَكْتُؤُونَ وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ أو كما قال. He said they are the people who don't ask other people for ruqya and they don't believe in superstition and omens and they put proper trust in Allah. Who can describe me generally? What do you think these people are like? The people who enter Jannah without any punishment at all. What kind of people do you think they are like? What? Very righteous, the girl said. Okay, good. I like that. Very righteous. Okay. What, what makes them good though? Like, what if you wanted to be from those people, what would you have to do to be from those people? Yes. Be good to your parents. Okay, good. But maybe lots of people would be good to their parents. How can you be from these special people? Like what, what do you need to do to be from them? Okay, girl said rely on Allah only. That's true. Complete trust in Allah. Which means not asking other people for things. And you're not being somebody who asks other people for things. Putting your trust in Allah only. That's very good. Um, what else though? Like, what's the sign of these people? Yes, Mubi. Fasting in Ramadan, that just makes you a regular Muslim. That's not going to make you one of those people necessarily. Yes, it can help, but it's not the main thing to make you from those people. Because fasting in Ramadan, every Muslim does it. Even Muslims who are not good Muslims do it. We need something more than that. Yes. Okay, no problem. Yes. Memorize the whole Quran. Good. Okay, good. Yes. Pray on the right time. Okay, good. Yes, Muhammad, what do you think? Okay, yes. Go on. Don't tell other people's secrets. Okay, very good. Yeah, go on. Give zakah without your left hand knowing what your right hand gave. Good. Not talking bad about people. Okay. I tell you what it is. You have to try to do not just what Allah told you to do, but you have to try to do the extra things that are optional, right? The optional deeds. So this is really important. It's not just about the obligatory deeds. That, it's not just about five daily prayers and fasting Ramadan. You have to fast outside of Ramadan. It's not just about praying five times a day. You have to pray sunnah prayer. It's not just about praying sunnah prayer. You have to try to pray the night prayer. It's not just about trusting Allah, but it's about trusting Allah so much that you don't want to ask anybody for anything. So it's about striving for completing your iman with voluntary actions and doing as many good deeds as you can and keeping away from as much of the haram as you can. Really good. Okay, excellent. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you and us from those people. We still haven't spoken 
about the Hawt. We haven't spoken about the Hawt. The Hawt is a place like a you can say like like a lake, kind of like a lake, kind of like a lake or a reservoir. It is huge in size. It is absolutely huge in size. The Prophet وسلم, he described the size of it, the width of it, and the length of it. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the size of it. He said it would take a month for a person to walk from one side to the other. It would take a month. The water is whiter than milk. And it smells better than musk. And it has glasses or, or cups in it like the number of stars in the sky and whoever drinks from it will never be thirsty again the prophet وسلم, he said the prophet وسلم, he said it's sweeter than honey in some narrations it's sweeter than honey he said uh, وسلم, that i am anatharatukum I am going to go ahead of you to that place. So at that place, you'll meet the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and he will give you a drink from that pond. Every Prophet will have one. Every Prophet will have this like a lake or a, like a reservoir that belongs to them. And this one will be for the Prophet Muhammad All the people who followed the Prophet Muhammad they will go to that place and he will give them to drink from it. And when they drink from it, they'll never be thirsty again. But there are some people who will try to come and drink from it, but they won't be allowed to drink from it. When they come close to, be, to drink from it, there will be a wall put between them and between the Prophet They won't be able to drink. And the Prophet ﷺ will say, Ashabi, Ashabi, or he will say, Ummati, Ummati, my people. These are my people. And it will be said to him, You don't know what these people changed after you. And he will say, Suhqan, Suhqan, Liman Get away from me, someone who brings something new into Islam after me. Get away from me, get away from me, the person who changes something in Islam after me, or man ahdatha ba'di, who brings something new into Islam after me. So that's another reason to be very careful about copying the Prophet and what he did, and not bringing new things into Islam that were not there, that were not there before. I think we had a question from Ahmed, yes. It's not in Jannah. We haven't got to Jannah yet. It's not in Jannah. It's before Jannah. It comes from a river in Jannah. 
it comes from uh, a river in Jannah. That's where the, the water from it comes from a river in Jannah, but it's before that. Okay. Excellent. I think we can finish off Very, very, we can finish off very quickly with talking a little bit about Jannah. A little bit, because I want to change the topic for next week and I want to move on to a different topic, inshallah. So I want you to tell me what do you know about Jannah? So we're talking about now, first of all, the Prophet is going to intercede again. This time he's going to intercede to enter Jannah. So now everything is done. The believers are waiting to enter Jannah. And again, the Prophet is the first person who will ask for the door of Jannah to be opened. And the door of Jannah will be opened. And the Muslims are the first people to go into Jannah. What I mean by that is the people from who followed the Prophet Muhammad not the Muslims who came before from the other Prophets. The Muslims who, the Muslims of, of, yani of Islam, of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, who followed him, uh, like after his time, they will be the first people, they will be the first people to go to, into paradise. Who can tell me something about the description of paradise? What you know about it? Let's hear. Who have we not heard from so far for a long time? Go on. Um, paradise is a really Okay, there's a lot of angels there. That's true. That's true. Because the angels, they always are worshipping Allah. And they said, نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ we will be your friends or your allies. We will be with you in this world and in the next. That's good. Okay, yes. Very good. You'll be able to do lots of things that you can't that you can't you can't do in this life. Palaces. There'll be palaces. What's the smallest size or what's like the person who gets the smallest amount in paradise, how big will that be? Ooh. Go on, Muhammad. The size of this world, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Yeah, until ten times. Subhanallah. The person will have this huge, and that's the person who has the smallest amount of paradise. Okay, paradise though, is it one level? Is it one, like, is it the same for everybody? What do you think? There are so many levels. There's more than that. That's just the heavens. Paradise is so many levels. The Prophet said there's a, just a hundred levels 
that are just for the people who fight for Allah. Just those people have a hundred levels. Every level is like the difference between the heavens and the earth. Paradise has lots of levels. So it's not just about getting to Jannah, it's about getting to the highest place in Jannah. What's the highest level of paradise called? Go on. Al-Firdaus al-A'la. We ask Allah to make us from it. And its people. Al-Firdaus al-A'la min al-Jannah. The highest place from paradise is called Al-Firdaus al-A'la. The rivers of paradise come from there. What are the rivers of paradise? Allah tells us four rivers in one in Surah Muhammad. Allah tells us about four. مَثَلُ الْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي وُعِدَ الْمُتَّقُونَ فِيهَا أَنْهَارٌ مِنْ مَاءٍ غَيْرِ آسِنٍ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِنْ لَبَنٍ لَمْ يَتَغَيَّرْ طَعْمُهُ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِنْ خَمْرٍ لَذَّةٍ لِلشَّارِبِينَ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِنْ عَسَلٍ مُصَفَّى Four. The first one is water that is always sweet tasting. It's always clean, sweet tasting water. It never has, it doesn't, it never goes bad. Okay, that's one. Milk, milk that doesn't go, it doesn't go off. Any milk that doesn't go, it doesn't go bad. Wine. Are we allowed to drink wine in this dunya? No. Are we allowed to drink wine in Jannah? Yes. Huh? <laughs> He's like, huh? What? <laughs> We're allowed to drink wine in Jannah. Not here. No wine here. We're allowed to drink wine in Jannah. We're allowed to drink wine in Jannah. The cups of that, by the way, will be scattered around everywhere. They will be They will be put everywhere for you. So it's already there for you. You don't have to go and get, go and get it for yourself. It's already ready for you. It's already there for you. And from pure honey. But I've got something to tell you. Everything that you imagined about those four rivers, you can't imagine. Why? Because like Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, the only thing that is the same in paradise is the names for things. So the water in paradise is nothing like the water here. And the, the milk in paradise is nothing like the milk here. And the honey in paradise is nothing like the honey here. And the wine in paradise is nothing like the wine here. Like Allah said, لا فيها غول It's not going to make them intoxicated or it's not going to make them do bad things. Okay? The best thing that you can drink in paradise. Hmm. Now this is a tough one. The girl said milk, no. No, no, you can go through the more, but you have to bring me the ayah. The ayah in Surah Al-Mutafifin. Ooh, who can give first one to bring me the ayah? Surah Al-Mutafifin. It's a spring. Hmm. Okay, in al abarara la fi naim, ala al araiki yanzurun, ta'arifu fi wujuhihim, nadratan naim, yuskona, 
من رحيق مختوم ختامه مسك وفي ذلك فليتنافس المتنافسون ومزاجه من تسنيم عين يشرب بها المقربون It's a spring called تسنيم It's a spring called تسنيم And it is only for the best of the people of paradise Everybody else gets to drink it as a mix A little bit mixed in Everyone else gets to drink as a little bit mixed in The best people of paradise they will get to drink from it What about the food in paradise? While we're talking about food, it's making me hungry Okay, the food in the, of, the, of the people of paradise, yes Fruitless, nothing like anything in this world. The fruit, it will be like they know it, but every time the taste is different. Every time they, they see it, it's like they had it before, but it changed. It became something different. Okay, what else do they have? From the trees of paradise. Allah said, Daniya. The fruits is, are near to you. You don't have to like go and climb to the top of the tree to get them. They come, they come to you. Okay, they come to you. Yes, Muhammad. I said it. Okay, subhanallah. Sorry. Yes, girls. Go on. What about the meat? Meat of the people of Jannah. They're going to have... The meat of the birds of paradise, the birds of paradise, from whatever they could want, whatever they could imagine to eat, whatever they could like to eat, they will find it. Whatever they were promised. Okay, will people be able to visit each other in paradise? Or will it just be that's it? You're in paradise by yourself in your castle. You're not allowed to visit anybody. You're not allowed to see anybody. What do you think? Yeah, you'll be able. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Like, how will it be when people are on different levels? People are all on different places, right? So how will it be that they will be able to visit? So Allah will make it possible that you will be able to see somebody on that different level, but they will have their, like, I can't explain, like, that, that will still be for them. Their special level will be for them. But you will be able to visit because the Prophet ﷺ will be on a level that nobody else is on. He has a level that is just for him that nobody else is, is on it except him. The best one in the whole of paradise. Nobody else is, is there except him. But people will be able to visit each other. And they will be able to remember some of the things that they did in the dunya. They will, they will remember it. There's a story about that and I'll finish with this story. Go on. Visit us, I, that I don't know, but I know you'll be able to, inshallah ta'ala, you will, be, you will be able to see him and, and you will be able to meet him inshallah. Because he, even at the Hawt, he will, he will meet the believers one by one at the Hawt. There's a story I want to finish with, yes, go on. Will you have to wear a hijab in paradise? That's really interesting. Um... Not as an, you see, not as an act of worship. 
Like whatever you wear, it's not like this world is, is the test, right? Like for the girl, is she going to wear hijab or not wear hijab? If she wears it there, it's for beauty and it's for her, like that's what she wears, that's what she will love to wear or whatever. We don't know what she, what she will wear exactly, but what she will wear, there is a veil is mentioned, Yani, it's mentioned about some of the, the women of paradise, their veil. But it's not as a test, it's not as a like, oh, it's so hard to wear this, it's as an enjoyment, not as a test, Yani. Does that make sense? That there's nothing in Jannah to test you anymore or to like, are you going to be a good person in Jannah or not a good person in Jannah? And in Jannah, everything will be to, for you to enjoy. Okay, I'm going to finish with a narration. This is important. When the people go to Jannah, the people will know their houses in Jannah like they know their houses in this world. You know where your house is. Does anybody not know where that? You guys know where you live, right? So how you know where you live now, you will know where you live in Jannah. You won't need anyone to show you. You won't like stop at the door and say to the angel that, excuse me, can you just tell me which one is mine? Do I live here or do I live there? No, you will know your place in Jannah like you know your place here. But when you go to Jannah, there will be the believers will go to Jannah and they will go looking for their friends. And there's some friends, they won't find them in Jannah. Somebody who used to be with them, praying with them, in the masjid with them, and they don't find them in Jannah. So they ask about them. And they say, where's this person? Our friend, we used to be with them in this dunya, and we, don't, we didn't find them in Jannah. So that person went to Jahannam, they went to the fire. And Allah will give them permission to go and take their friend out of the fire and take him to paradise. Allah will give them permission for that. Only if the friend is a Muslim and Allah is happy with them. And what they did, Allah, they, Allah cleaned them from the bad things they did and Allah is happy for them now to get taken out and go into paradise. Why this is really important is what? That if you... You have good friends, and if you don't find your friend in paradise, what should you do? Ask about them, huh? Ask about them. Yes. Inshallah, you'll be enough for those al yeah, you will, you, will, you will be able to meet with people who are not on the same level as you. But how does that work? Only Allah knows how that works. But it, it, there, is, there is evidence for that now. Even if, like, even if the good deeds run out, that the people gets given the other person's good deeds, the bad deeds will come upon them. And, or, and until it will be made fair no matter what. Yeah? <coughs> the water in Jannah is mentioned, but it's not mentioned that it's Zamzam water. We don't know, it's not mentioned. No. Okay. 
I think we'll stop there guys because we're getting very close to Maghrib time. So inshallah ta'ala we will stop there if we don't have any questions from the girls. I guess not. Okay. That's what Allah made easy for me to mention. Allah knows best. Wa salatu wa salam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.